Hello dear listeners, welcome to another episode of the Catholic Lab Podcast. My name is Richard Oeliki, your host. Thank you for staying tuned and for finding time to listen to this episode. And I appreciate your constant listening to our previous episode. Thank you very much and hope you keep sharing out the episode with your friends so they can also learn one or two things from the podcast. Today, I'm putting a slight um, difference to the usual way I host the program. I'll be talking to you or just bringing people to the show to talk to you as well. Today, it will be more of fun questions, not just fun questions, but Catholic questions as well, that I'll just be asking the guests in the house. So I have two of my friends and brothers here in the studio to answer some questions. And it will be more of like a quiz draw competition between the two of them. So please introduce yourself. My name is Abayomi Manuel. I'm here live at the studio. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much, Mr. Abayomi. Hello, listeners. My name is John Bosco Adeguke. I'm here in the studios of Catholic Lab Podcast. Thank you for having me here. Okay. Thank you very much, both of you, for being here, for honoring the invitation. So the dynamics of today's program will be this. We have Catholic alphabets from A to Z. So all you just do when it's your turn, just pick an alphabet that you want. Then I'll scroll, scroll through the words in that alphabet and just give you a word. And you just have 60 seconds to explain as much as you can on that word that I give to you. So that is it. You get three points if you're able to answer correctly or tell me as much as possible. So it's more of a subjective thing now. If I'm giving you a full mark or not, it's left to me. Then if I pass it, you can pass it on. If you don't know the meaning of the word, you can pass it on to the next person. If the next person gets it, then they get a bonus point, just one mark. So at the end of the show, we'll announce who the winner is. Then we'll go on from there. Any question? Do you have any question? No. Uh, is there any reward for... Your reward is in <laughs> Okay, but let's see how it goes. We'll announce if there will be a reward at the end of the program. Okay. So please pick a word, Mr. we start with Akini Abayomi, Imano. Please pick an alphabet. B. B. Okay. B, your word will be... Ah. These are simple things. What's the most difficult thing here that I can give to you? Okay, okay, okay. Beatification. Beatification, this is a process of making someone a saint. So the final process of proclaiming or making a person who has transited into heaven. A saint in the church. Thank you. Okay. Um, John, do you give him that mark? <laughs> Beatification being yeah. the. Uh, you can you can read the the. Uh, you can give us the definition. I okay, will now so, see if it correlates with what I've said. Okay. I will now so say. it's the final step towards canonizing someone. someone. You know, beatification, the person is blessed, mm-hmm. yet, but at least from the uh, language of the church, you don't call the person a saint here, but it's blessed, but we know they are um, mm-hmm. saints already. So at least they are in line, so we can still give you the, 
Point. Thank you for giving me. You have three marks. Congratulations, Mr. Kabayomi. Okay. Three points. So, John, it's your turn. Pick an alphabet. Okay, let me continue from where I stopped. Alphabet C. Okay, alphabet C. Your word is cardinal. Cardinal, you have 60 seconds. Cardinal, cardinal is uh in my only world like a, a position of the church of a senior bishop. Of a senior bishop whom from within uh, the pope is been chosen as the cardinal is an hierarchy in the church after the archbishop thank you okay so john like i okay i mean like i asked you i asked john then during your own session so it should give him the full mark we already did now if okay you have it there. so cardinal the highest ranking catholic clergy below the pope By church law, cardinals are regarded as the Pope's closest advisors, and when a Pope dies, those who are not yet 80 years old meet in a conclave to meet to elect a new Pope. Most cardinals are archbishops. Canon law since 1983 says that they must be at least be bishops, but exceptions have been made in several cases where noted priest theologians over the age of 80 have been named a cardinal to honor the theological contribution to the church. So looking at this definition, I think... He actually eats the nail on the head. The cardinal, the highest ranking Catholic clergy. So you have your full three marks, Mister John. Congratulations. Okay. Let's keep moving. So, Mister Emmanuel, it's your turn. Pick your, pick your alphabet. Uh, well, let me take B for the last time. Okay. B. Your word is. Blessed Sacrament. So, the Blessed Sacrament in the Catholic Church is referred to as Eucharist. And, you know, when we say sacrament, that is God giving himself to us as his body, giving his body to us in the Blessed Sacrament. So, in general terms, when we talk about Blessed Sacrament in the Catholic Church, We are talking about the Eucharist being venerated and adored. Thank you. Okay. You have your three marks. Blessed Sacrament, the Eucharist, body and blood of Christ, whether at the Mass or reserved in a special place for adoration. Okay, thank you. John, it's your turn. Pick your alphabet. D. Okay, alphabet D. Alphabet D. Okay, let's see what is what is coming to you. <laughs> okay, the word is diaconate. 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 Yes, you have sixty seconds. Okay, diaconate is. Uh, Is a term for the um yeah is a term for the say ordination of the 
deacon, someone that is in the process of becoming a priest, and he becomes a deacon after undergoing the uh, seminary uh, routine. Then after being a deacon, he can be ordained a priest, but have to be ordained a deacon first. That's it. Okay. Congratulations. You have your three marks. Down is. I thought you say it's soft now. It's soft work. Okay, so um, diaconate. The Catholic Church, the diaconate is the first of the three ranks in on in ordained ministry rather. Deacons preparing for the priesthood are tra- all transitional deacons. So those are the two categories that we can have. They can be permanent ones, or those who will become priest, uh, de- uh, priest rather. Those are the transitional deacons. Okay. Bayomi, your question. D. Okay, so now you, you can't pick the same alphabet as the person before you. So let's yeah. make that let's make that new rule now. We have alphabet A to Z for you to pick from. E. So now your your alphabet. E E E E E for egg. Okay. E. Your word is ecumenism. Well, um, ecumenism. It is a gathering. Should I say, like um, the gathering of Christendom now. So different congregations in Christendom they come together to have a dialogue. So let me just say, ecumenism is about dialogue between Christian brothers and sisters. Thank you. Okay, thank you. You have your three marks. Ecumenism, according to my definition here, a movement for spiritual understanding and unity among Christians and their churches. The term is also extended to apply to efforts towards greater understanding and cooperation between Christians and members of other faiths. And members of other faiths. So, John, pick your alphabet. Okay, let's keep progressing. Uh, going for G. G for God. It's a G, yes. I hope you asked me about God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so your word is grace. Grace. Okay, I I'm going to uh, talk about your say define it in a layman's word right now. Grace is um, the supernatural gift of God that is being bestowed on us which make us worthy even when we are not so it supersedes our human form is a gift of god that he gives to us and it uh supersedes the human form or in the human nature Okay, thank you for that answer. Define it so that <laughs> I can hear the okay. definition. <laughs> okay, so there won't be a strict definition, but okay. okay. Grace 
is a free gift of God to human beings. Grace is a created sharing in the life of God. It is given through the merits of Christ and is communicated by the Holy Spirit. And grace is necessary for salvation. So this is just like a brief definition of it. Grace is, is great. It's, it's extent. Okay, thank you for your answer. You have your three points. So who's going to who's coming down on this game? So we have other questions coming. D. Okay. D. Okay. Let's go back to that word and see if you have any spare word for you there. D. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your word is decastry or dicastry, whichever way you want to pronounce it. Decastry. So, decastry or dicastry, as the case may be, yeah, uh, it's an office, though, and basically it's always an office of the bishop occupying a particular position or being saddled with a particular responsibility to carry out in the church. So, dicastry is always an office where teachings about the church are being proclaimed. Let me just summarize it like that. Thank you. Okay. Mm. Nice. So, yeah, the, the definition I have here for dicastry is it is a church term for one of the major departments of the Roman Curia, the Secretariat of State, the Vatican Congregations, Tribunals, and Pontifical Councils, and few other departments. But generally, it is more appropriate to refer to a Vatican dicastry by its more specific proper name, like Congregation, Pontifical Council, ECC. Will have heard of um, maybe a particular congregation for divine worship, congregation of um, faith, and all those various congregations. So, like I said, the department, the church, headed majorly, I think it's headed majorly by a, um, a cardinal. A cardinal. It's a So, you have your point. Have your point. Can give me. No Let's mind. give you. <laughs> <laughs> John, okay. Is your alphabet okay? I hope I don't pick anything close to that decastry of a thing, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, H, okay, H, hmm, sweet, 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 sweet. Okay, explain the word humanity. Humane vitae. Like, it's a word here. <laughs> so what comes to mind when you hear humane vitae? That's the H word here. Alright, this is getting interesting anyways. <laughs> but that word is not, it's not an English word anyways. So I think you are treating English word here. No, no, no. You are treating Catholic words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I think I'm yeah, I think I'm I'm going to pass this one. Like I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> like I can't remember this right now. So I'm going to pass. Okay, no problem. There's no arm. Okay. Now to Abayomi. You'll be getting one extra point if you get it right. Human Evite. What comes to mind? Yeah. Uh what comes to my mind? I know humanity will be human or a person, 
Then maybe VT. Come actually cut out this point. So <laughs> wait, so I'm not asking you for the exact translation of the word humanity, but like what I is should say what, something about what it. is it like is it a word is it what comes to your mind as a catholic when you hear of humanity well i will what comes to my mind would actually be the dignity of human person that would be what would come to my mind as a layman uh this term a layman term so that's it Mm, okay, and uh, I won't give you that point, although you, you are close. But humanity itself is um, is an encyclical. It's the title of an encyclical uh, by Pope well, Paul. Does, I know Pope it to be an encyclical. Do. It does what I'm expecting you to say. Oh. Ah. Oh. Yes, that is an encyclical by Pope, uh, by, uh, Pope Paul VI. Or maybe if you just tell me it's an encyclical, I would still give you a hand. Maybe it's on human life, you know, talks about. But you said... Dignity of human person, Abby, is still part of what the encyclopedia is about. Well, you know, like now, if you say be very tatty splendor, what is it? It's an encyclopedia. Or what is the catechism of the what is the catechism? Mm, so it can mm-hmm, the document of the church. Okay. So he'll give him his own point. Yes. No. No, let's give him. So Okay, let's do it. <laughs> he's looking at me. It's like he wants to attack you. We are picking alphabets. So, F. 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 You're not getting fish. You're not getting anything <laughs> easy. You're getting further out. <laughs> okay. Define the word faculty. Faculty in Catholic. Um, faculty. Uh, uh, faculty in Catholic term is a power. Let me put it that way: the power of doing something. When you are vested, is power being vested in someone to do something? So that's faculty. Thank you. Okay, you got it right. You got your three points. So faculty. This is church authorization. Church authorization given by the law itself or by a church superior to perform certain official church acts. In some rare cases, a member of the clergy will be denied certain faculties such as hearing confessions or preaching during the liturgy because of public positions taken that are not in accord with church teaching. So, any comment on that? Oh, no comment. Okay. okay. So, John, your alphabet. Okay, let's progress. J. Okay. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Okay. J, the word here Jesus. is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my instinct was telling me that. Okay. Jesus. So I, now, okay, before you give your answer, okay. I would expect something more than the usual. <laughs> so tell me what the name means. Depends like, depends yeah. on your on your definition <laughs> of what the usual is. But okay, I'm gonna yeah. start with um what Saint uh Peter said when Jesus himself when the person of the this name belongs to asked 
the disciple that what do people say I am? He said, "You are the son of the living God." That's Jesus. And coming to the uh, name, uh, the, the meaning of this name, I think in the in the old in the Old Testament, the the meaning of the name is actually similar to that of um, Joshua. There is um, there there is a uh, a document that actually proves that means something like Yeshua, Yeshua, and it means Yahweh saves. That is the meaning of that word in the uh, Hebrew, in the old Hebrew word. That's meaning of that word. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much for the answer. You get your three marks. Jesus means savior in Christian usage, and it is derived from the Aramaic and Hebrew Yeshua and Joshua, which means Yahweh is salvation. So you. You eat the nail on the Thank head. you. You're welcome. Don't mention. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. You're up next. Okay. Now we've taken six questions already. We have four more questions to go. I would like us to just go on a short break on the life of a saint. And I'm looking at the list of saints I have here to play. I'll just play the life of Saint John Eudes. We celebrate him August 19th. We are here with Bert Gezi, author of Voices of the Saints, and today we'll be talking about St. John Eudes, whose feast day we celebrate on August 19th. John Eudes joined the French Oratory in 1623 and was immediately recognized by the others as a great speaker, and so they assigned him to preach. And over his lifetime, he preached 110 parish missions all throughout uh, France, helping to establish this rather modern form of parish renewal. You know, it's an important uh, form of renewal now in the 20th century. Mm-hmm. St. John Eudes is one of the saints that established that method of bringing new life to Catholics in their parish settings. Yeah. Although he's a great preacher, he found hearing confession to be much more important. He once said, the preacher beats the bushes, but the confessor catches the birds. <laughs> and he became well known for hearing confessions, like many of the great preachers of the, of the past. He personally cared for the sick. A couple times he cared for people during uh, seizures of the plague. And he founded a refuge for reformed prostitutes, so he was personally involved in caring for the lives of people that he loved and that he preached to. Later in his life, he formed his own congregation, the Congregation of Jesus and Mary, that was an order committed to renewing uh, the life of priests and spent a lot of time trying to care for uh, the men who served as priests uh, in the country of France. He also uh, helped uh, develop the theology for the, uh, the doctrine of the Sacred Heart so that the devotion to the Sacred Heart was supported by his theological writings. And his life message to us is this. This is something he once said. A Christian life is the continuation and completion of the life of Christ in us. We should be so many Christs here on earth, continuing his life and his works, laboring and suffering in a holy and divine manner in the spirit of Jesus. One of the voices of the saints, St. John Eudes, brought to us today by Bert Gezi, author of Voices of the Saints. You're welcome back, everyone. Thank you for staying tuned to this point on the Catholic Lab podcast. Okay, back to our questions to our guest. Abayomi, it's your turn now to pick another alphabet. A. Uh, huh? Okay, so th- this word I'm going to give to you now 
you have to speak to to my art content <laughs> for, me, for me to give you the mark. So the word is annulment. Annulment. So annulment is a term used in um, marriage context now. And annulment is the ratification that a marriage never existed. And it is given to uh, someone like a person who is engaged prior. Um, how would I put it now? It's given to someone who has engaged in marriage before, but along the line was discovered that there was a fault in the in the process. So an annulment is a grant that the marriage never existed before. So it is used instead of divorce in the church. Thank you. No, no it is not used instead of divorce. <laughs> it is it is the term that the church recognized. So that is annulment. Okay. I'll give you one more mark. One mark. Uh, do you want to give it a shot, John? Since you're asking <laughs> us to speak to your art, <laughs> I am just going to. Uh, okay, annulment. So, annulment is um, an act of the authority of the church whereby the church nullifies a marriage, a marriage that the marriage never existed and the marriage was just uh like was just uh, a deceit yes if the marriage is like based on the deceit then the marriage is going to be annulled by the church thank you okay thank you very much you have your one point me and john one point each so that's that's the idea of annulment but Abayomi wasn't, wasn't still to the point, giving me some words of that's what the church uses instead of uh, divorce. So I wouldn't want us to use those words. Okay, but in the definition, let me just go through the definition, not just defining myself now. It's a declaration by the church that a marriage which everyone thought to be valid in the first place was actually invalid. And this is as a result of either a discovery that there was no consent between both parties. Maybe there was force. There was great fear. There was no full knowledge of the parties going into the marriage. So these are the things that brings about um, declaring a marriage null and void. So it's like a degree of nullity. That's another technical term for it. And it is not equal to the divorce in the public space or in other Christian spheres, which is the world trying to break apart what God has joined together. But for, um, what's it called? Annulment, the declaration that there was no marriage in the first place. We only gathered to eat and to enjoy and to celebrate. And I would like to say briefly here that there's also another interpretation that many give to um, annulment, that the children from that marriage are actually illegitimate and the church disproves such interpretation the children from the marriage are legitimate children even though the marriage itself did not exist in the first place 
So some will use that they are illegitimate kids. No, the children are, Ill- are legitimate, and they are offsprings of the man and the woman. Even though the sad outcome of the union of their parents afterwards. So I'll end here. It's a complex um, one. Can dive into it on another episode and talk more about it. Thank you for that. So the last three questions now. Uh, John, your alphabet. You have we have A to Z. So there's there's O, there's P, there's R, there's S, T, U, V, W. Z, I, don't, I don't want to pay anything. K, L, I mean, I'm very surprised that it works there. Has to do it Latin. So that <laughs> some we even have maybe just one word under the alphabet. Um, T. Okay. T. What is coming for you? Okay, 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 okay. Hey. Mm. And you didn't want to pick it though. <laughs> okay, your word is tabernacle. 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 Again, short form. It's called the <clears throat> the holy of holies. It is a place in the church where the blessed sacrament is kept. Okay, that's true to the point. You have your three marks. Okay. The place in the church where the blessed sacrament is kept. You have your three marks. Abaya you me your alphabet now. F. Pig. 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 the words are gone. L L L L Okay Let's see what we have there L The word is Laicization Laicization Yeah, 60 seconds starts now Laicization it's the removal of um it's the removal of well, let me use the word faculty now like the removal of a power of a vested in a particular priest or person by the church authority so basically it's all it's normally used for priests majorly and when a priest is laicized, that it's, it's been the power of functioning in a particular office has been withdrawn by the church authority. Thank you. Okay, you have your three marks. It is a process by which a priest is returned to the lay state. It is sometimes used as a penalty for a serious crime or scandal, but more often it comes at the request of the priest. A laicized priest is barred from all priestly ministry, with one exception. He may give absolution to someone in immediate danger of death. So there's more to say about this, but that's just the idea. He's now a layman. Okay, thank you for that. John, your question. Okay, let's progress. 
here okay your word is purple infallibility purple infallibility okay i straight to the point like i said with 60 minutes 60 seconds rather purple infallibility means that the pope cannot make mistakes on the teachings and doctrines of the church. Thank you. Okay. Three marks. Okay. Mm. <laughs> we kept it short. <laughs> so power infallibility is like a divine assistance given to the Pope that the Pope cannot commit error in matters of faith and morals, not matters of politics or not other matters are not relating to faith and morals. So in those matters, there's a divine assistance by God that keeps the Pope in check in his pronouncement. Okay, thank you. Abayomi Manu, your alphabet now. M. Okay. Your word is... Your word is... Uh, Monsignor Monsignor So uh, we've always been hearing that name so to keep it short I would say it is a it, where it is an honor should I be like vested to an elderly priest so Monsignori they are elderly priests in the church. Elderly priests that, are, that have demonstrated faith, that they have demonstrated what it means to be a good priest and what it takes to actually be a good priest. So if they cannot become a bishop, the church honors them with being a multi-signal. And I'm very sure that for you to become a bishop as well, you must be a multi-signal, then you will be appointed or proclaim the bishop. Even if you, have, if you are not, if you are not, then you are made for a very for a short period of time. Then, uh, proclaim the bishop. Thank you. Okay, thank you for your answer. Your three marks is on paper. <laughs> so, John, let us hear the full. Okay, so it's an honorary title. It's an honorary ecclesiastical title granted by the Pope to some diocesan priests. Priests in religious orders or congregations never received the title of Monsignor, mostly given to diocesan priests. And like you said, for in the process of becoming a bishop, one passes through that um, state or is given that title as well, even if for a short period of time. Okay. So, John. Um... Oh. Okay. Alphabet O. Your word is hey John. Your choice of words. Your choice of alphabets. Your word is Opus Day. Opus Day. That's a that's the last word on my one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Okay. It is um Opus Day. Oh, it has to do about God. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know the day and the bag is about God. And wow. So me to crack Opus. Is the love of God. <laughs> okay. Okay. I I won't give you the point. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like that question on what's that encyclical now? Humanity. So there are some words that would bring to mind some things about the church. Like I mentioned to you now, Dominican. What would your mind go to at first? The congregation itself, rather than the meaning of the word whether Dominican eh, eh, itself. So Opus Dei is also the name of a particularly um, congregation started by um, what's his name? Jose Maria Escriva. <laughs> I'm not sure you, you, you saw the card. <laughs> okay, yes, I was actually looking at the flyer say this morning. Yeah. Okay. But I I don't know how my eyes actually <laughs> omitted this. Opus Dei. Opus Dei. Escriva. Yes. So Joshua ah. Escriva is the founder of Opus Dei and is a personal prelature dedicated to spreading through society and awareness of the call to Christian virtue, awareness and witness to one's life and work. So simply put, it's just putting God into our workplace, into our daily activities, not necessarily having to leave the world, maybe into a congregation or into a convent, but leaving out God in taking care of our kids and going to work and everything. That is the aim of, that is what Opus Day is about. And like you said, it's a Latin word. It means work of God, work of God. I just searched that now. Okay. So you have, you have Sarah. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> and about me, I'm not getting another plus one. We've answered it. So now this is the last round. One question each. About me, you go first. Pick your alphabet. I. I. Okay. Your word is IHS. So it means. So the word IHS means Jesu it's a it's an acronym. Jesu Humanist Salvatore. Well I think people use that hairs for another thing. So it means Jesus the Savior of the world. Thank you. Mm. Okay. So IHS is a Latin phrase. Jesus Omenem Salvator. Jesus Savior of Humanity. And it's also the first um, three letters of the name of Jesus in Greek. So you have your three marks. Happy ending. Thank you very John. much for having me. John, your alphabet. Alphabet. Your alphabet, yeah. The last one. You still have, you still have U, V, W, X. Not touched. I think K as well, untouched, still fresh. Um, S. I don't think you've picked X. S. Okay. Letter S. S. Your word is not Latin, please. 
your word is stole. I actually pleaded that not Latin. I thank God, just not Latin. Just not Latin. <laughs> Stole is um, part of the vestment that is being used by the clergy in the church, especially the deacon and the priest. So, the priest, okay. The way it, I'm talking about how the way it has um as an element el- is that an element no it's not an element that is um that is um I miss okay yeah so it's actually part of the vestment that's been used or bought by the priest and the the king thank you okay yeah you get <laughs> three marks thank you for coming to the show for answering these simple and tough questions and the Latin. And the and Latin, yes. I the Latin. So I'm sure you, in one way or the other, you've learned one or two things. I've learned as well. If I were to be in your shoes, maybe I would not have gotten <laughs> But looking at the answer is a different thing. Who knows? It's easy to point fingers. So maybe we should do a freestyle last question. Just, okay. just give us anyone that comes from your mind. Okay. Let's so see. let me just, let me just throw around some words. Is okay. there anything on Z and X? Yes, actually. So let us have X and Z. Let us see if we can scale so through what for we have. For Z, we have the word Zucchetto. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a vestment too, I think. It's part of vestment. So is this cup? Skull cup, yeah. Worn by the Pope, Pope. White and Bishop's Purple, the Cardinal's Red. Yeah. So that's like yeah. one of the ancient vestments given yeah. to Zucchetto. Zucchetto. Very okay, neat. whichever that alphabet are you X, interested in? X. X. Okay, we actually don't have anything on X. Yeah, according to this um, Catholic glossary, there's no X, there's no word on X. Oh, Y. Okay, Y. Y. There's no Y as well. There's no Y. V. What of K? K, let me see. What do we have on the K? Okay, we have keys. Like power of the keys. Mm. You will know what that refers to, right? Giving to Paul. Peter. Peter. Peter, yeah. Yeah, to be the head of the church. Then you have Knights of Columbus. Mm. So a fraternal organization for Catholic men. Yes. So there's still more interesting words. I hope we'll have maybe a second part of this episode. Yes, yes, we're looking forward to it. Yes, I'll be the moderator there. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Uh, and maybe you would have uh, volunteers from the listener that want to join us on the next episode. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. We want to be part of this kind of quiz-like program asking your random questions. And apart from just using alphabets, I think we'll just bring some Catholic questions and just throw it around. That's it. We can even have like uh, a debate instead of giving us 60 seconds to talk you about it. I'm making it short. Okay. Yes, we can have an open discussion about what it is. Okay, no problem. We'll work on that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for staying tuned, dear listeners. I love you all. Thank you for sharing out the episodes. Please keep sharing out and let one or two of your friends learn one or two new things from the episode. We keep learning and growing day by day. Thank you and do have. A lovely day wherever you are.
hope to hear you or listen to you again whichever way on our next episode feel free to comment on spotify apple podcast and i'd like to introduce you to a catholic app as well this is not a paid advertisement the app is called allo h-a-l-l-o-w you'll find it on your app store or your google play store and it's a very interesting and wonderful catholic app you can enjoy 14 days free of the premium service or you do a yearly subscription or a monthly subscription but even the free version still offers you a lot of catholic content high fidelity audio files you'll just you would enjoy it a lot and just download and just play around with it morning reflections night reflections daily reflections on the scriptures lexio divina podcasts here and there scripture studies you'd enjoy it so and just on the allo app still we understand that most of us have busy days and we you don't have uh we really have our own personal time then say the part of the future that makes this app very beautiful is that it gives you a room that you can meditate it's early in the morning you wake up there are different kind of things that you can play from there and it explains the reading of the day to you it gives you reflection it gives you a lot of things that you can meditate meditate on pardon for that before you step out on your day-to-day activity so try the app out we're just recommending it like he said it is not a paid advert so we are just <laughs> doing the lord's work here <laughs> Thank you. Okay, thank you for adding to that. Abayo, any final words from you before we close to this episode? Okay, thank you. Bye-bye, everyone.